Will you pray with us? <laughs> Though I may speak with bravest fire, but have the gift to all inspire. But have not love, my words are vain, like sounding brass and hopeless gain. O oh God, may our words be transformed and enlightened by your love. Amen. Good morning, Old South. Although this is a slightly different vantage point for me, I am blessed to worship with you most weeks from up on this dais as a member of the choir. I am convinced that I have one of the best seats in the house on a Sunday. Not only do I get to look out and see all of you, but I also get a front row seat to the exhilarating and challenging words of our worship leaders each week. If that weren't enough, I also get to sing a wonderful variety of music alongside other excellent singers under creative and inspired leadership and to the glory of God. So all you singers out there, if my experience sounds intriguing to you, Please consider this an invitation to join the festival choir. So yes, I love Old South's music, but why else am I here? What has brought Bill and me to this place and to give of our resources to support its mission? Well, for me, it starts in my childhood. I grew up attending church the kind of church that you would love. My church had compelling and prophetic preaching, wonderful music, loving Sunday school teachers, committed and creative lay leadership, and a real focus on social justice. It knew how to ask tough questions and to wrestle with the difficult answers. It knew how to comfort people, was clear-eyed about the tragedies of human existence, yet offered new ways of seeing God's redeeming presence amidst sadness and chaos. My childhood church was the measure upon which I would come to judge my future church experiences in case you don't recognize it yet. My childhood church was actually this church, Old South Church. Its minister at that time was my father, Jim Crawford. Truth be told, it was probably the home that he and my mother, Linda Crawford, provided for us that served more as a touchstone for God 
than Old South itself. My parents put service to God first, while loving us four children and instilling in us the importance of prioritizing love of neighbor. In their home, my three brothers and I became intimately acquainted with the hard, unceasing, but meaningful and grounding work of the church. And their love for Old South was infectious. As I grew older, I realized that mom and pop's life work, life's work to try to make visible the love of God in the world was a mission that I wanted to share. Fast forward to 2014. When Bill and I returned to the Boston area from a 16-year sojourn in Allentown, Pennsylvania, we considered joining a church closer to where we lived in Lexington. But our teenage son urged us to join Old South. In the handful of Sundays we visited, we, he had found a home in the small but mighty youth group here. And so in 2014, we rejoined and found that Old South was still the kind of church we longed for. And what kind of church is that? I think dipping into the scripture might help me describe it. This morning, we heard the account from Matthew of the beginning of the public ministry of Jesus. After the four fishermen immediately heed the call of Jesus to follow him, we also hear about the increasing number of people who began to come from all over the region to hear Jesus. Those in the crowds were not the chosen few who dropped everything all at once. Nevertheless, they knew they wanted somehow to be part of this new Jesus movement. They wanted to get closer to this healing and revolutionary prophet, wanted to experience his new way of seeing, of being, of understanding God. They wanted to be healed by Jesus and to have him heal those they loved. They wanted to catch a glimpse of the new realm of God that Jesus revealed and perhaps to participate in it themselves. I'd venture to say that they wanted to rub shoulders with Jesus. Belonging to Old South is like the chance to rub shoulders with Jesus and to be healed and changed by the encounter. Old South is no longer simply my childhood church. It is now my chosen adult home where I rub shoulders with you, the body of Christ and learn from you how to live into God's new realm. Old South, body of Christ, you demonstrate an unswerving affirmation of the many beloved people and bills in my family who are gender non-conforming. Through the visionary work of Grace Speaks, you challenge what I thought were progressive beliefs, 
and show me how I and this very community have a long way to go until we truly offer an open door to everyone, regardless of race. Old South, Body of Christ, you expand my understanding of redemption to encompass not just all of humankind, but all of creation, and encourage me to take better care of God's earth. You help me to learn about and take action on the justice issues that so many of our neighbors grapple with by inviting me to action through the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization. Old South, Body of Christ, you consistently strive to discover what the radical gospel of love is calling us to do and to be. I am so grateful for the existence of this church. And Bill and I are so thankful to be able to give toward its support. On September 6th, 1987, Elizabeth Coombs Crawford married me here in this sanctuary. How many of you were present here that day? Come on, don't be shy, raise your hands. I know the whole congregation was invited and uh, some of you are still, uh, still in circulation here. Um, also on that day, you, Old South, called me into ministry. As Jesus called Simon Peter and Andrew two millennia ago, you said to me, through your stunningly bright, beautiful daughter, follow me. You caught me so unawares that I left my life as I knew it behind and began anew with Betsy and with you. Now, a couple years before, Betsy had introduced this unsuspecting Roman Catholic boy to you and your thought-provoking, powerful preaching, your soaring, inspirational music, and congregational singing in four parts, no less. You don't hear that in the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> and your vital social commitment and action. Wow. I mean, you blew me away. No wonder Betsy shone and continues to shine like a great light in the darkness to me. She reflects the light of Jesus that comes from you and her family. As Jesus called James and John from their nets, you called me away from a high-powered career in 1989 for two years with Habitat for Humanity in Congo with Betsy, and then on to seminary and as a solo UCC pastor in Allentown, Pennsylvania. You, Old South Church supported Betsy and me 
in Africa. You became our family when Betsy and I be began our family at Andover Newton Theological School. And you, Old South Church, ordained me into pastoral ministry. Then after 16 years of exile in the hinterlands of Pennsylvania, <laughs> we returned home. And you welcomed us back with open arms. You invited me to share my musical gifts with you, along with Betsy. To respond to the killing of George Floyd with the passage of police reform through the Greater Boston Interfaith Organization. And to keep my hand in ordained ministry by offering me the opportunity to serve here as a wedding minister and by sponsoring me as the part-time ministerial associate at Payson Park Church in Belmont, where I continue to serve. My ministries of music, interfaith social action, and word and sacrament continue to thrive because of you, Old South. Simply put, Betsy and I love Old South Church, and we give to Old South Church because, as the song says, you first loved us. You first gave to us. We give to Old South as we give to our family, as unconditionally, unquestioningly, and readily as we do to our parents, siblings, and children. We give to Old South in the hopes of calling and supporting others to build the commonwealth of God on earth in the depths of Africa or right out here on the streets outside these doors. We give to Old South in hopes that others will claim this congregation as their family as they start to nurture their own family. We give to Old South in hopes of calling and supporting others in the precious sacrifice and joy of ministry, even ordained ministry. When Betsy and I consider what to give, we believe God wants our giving to be a blessing, not a burden. The biblical tithe is an ideal, a goal but not a requirement or expectation. When we started our ministry with Hope Church in Allentown, we witnessed to that congregation about proportional giving every year, right? As the pastor, that's what you do. And for us, proportional giving means that we want a certain percentage of our earnings to go to the church. We want to be able to give more than the average mainline churchgoer, which is a little under 2% of income. And we also aim to increase our total charitable giving so that someday soon we will be tithing 10% of our income. We have been blessed with good steady jobs that pay us generously and allow all our needs to be met. So we've been able to increase our total giving over the last several years, and we look forward to the day 
when we will be giving 10% or more with joy. And we plan on increasing the portion of our charitable giving that goes to Old South because this church is a priority for us. Unlike many other worthy charities that have a much broader donor base, we gathered as this congregation number among the few called and carefully numbered contributors who make the mission of mercy, justice, and beauty at the corner of Dartmouth and Boylston Streets a reality. After prayerful and careful consideration, we've decided to increase our contribution to Old South this year to counter the effects of, in, of, of inflation and to increase our commitment to the powerful, meaningful ministry here. We do so with humble privilege and with joy. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, thank you for so freely giving us all that we have, all that we know, all that we can be. Thank you for inspiring us to give in return. Grant that our giving may always be a blessing and never a burden. Bless us and all our contributions to the ministries of mercy, justice, and beauty to which you call us your disciples. Amen.